Du lyssnar på poddversionen av ett program från Studentradion 98,9. Alla våra program hittar du på studentradion.com eller där poddar finns. Av upphovsrättsliga skäl är musiken förkortad. In the field of human conflict, but so much old, by so many, to so few. Utrikespolitik. Det är inga pajaskonster. Det är inte hehe och hehe. Okay, great. <laughs> Welcome back to Radio UF. You are listening to at Studentradion 98,9. And with me in the studio, I have... Victor. Victor. Uh, my name is Gilbert Aronsten, head of radio. And today we're going to be talking about the Nordic Council and what that means for both of us as citizens within Sweden, uh, but also the rest of the world. We'll be right back after a music break. All right. Um... Welcome back to Radio UF. It's been a long time since we were live on air. Uh, technical difficulties aside, I think this is going to go great. Um, so today we're talking about the Nordic Council. Uh, and what exactly is the Nordic Council, Victor? Oh wow, that's... Um, should we take the five-hour version or the short version? <laughs> the short version, please. <laughs> okay, so we have... Um, we have the Nordic Council and we also have the Nordic Council of Ministers. And what is that? <laughs> yeah, so um, the Nordic Council is the, um, the sort of inter-parliamentarian version where you have the, all the um, parliamentarians um, from the different Nordic countries are represented. And um, they're very similar to the, the, um, the parliaments in the different member states but they don't have any legislative power, so they just make suggestions, recommendations to the member states. Okay. Uh, and then you have the Nordic Council of Ministers, which is just the government version where um, they implement the projects and um, the suggestions um, from the Nordic Council. Okay, okay. Because mm. um, according to my, my small amount of research before this episode, uh, the Nordic Council was uh, sort of created after the Second World War, where, where uh, Europe had this complete fascination for international projects at large. You got things like uh, the United Nations and uh, the European Union uh, all coming together, and the Nordic countries got their own smaller version of that, uh, which is what we call 
the, Nor the Nordic Council. Mm -hmm. uh, initially, it was just involving Denmark, uh, Norway, as well as Sweden, uh, which we, of course, were trying to be neutral at the time, not trying to join neither the EU nor the uh, NATO side of things. Finland wasn't even allowed to join due to their complicated history with the USSR. Um, and so it really came at a time where we really had this awakening after the Second World War, where we saw the atrocities of humanity and we all tried to come together in order to create a better world. Has that worked? Uh, yes and no. There's no. There's not been a third world war <laughs> so far, so that speaks for the positive side of things. Uh, but this is our small attempt at creating a more unified Nordic countries. Um, we are working on issues such as uh, concerning culture, environment, uh, just topics where we, the Nordic countries has like a unique take, you know? And can agree. And can <laughs> agree. <laughs> very important. That's very important. Yeah. Can agree as well. Uh, it's time for a music break, but we'll be right back. All right, welcome back to Studentradio 98.9. You're currently listening to Radio UF with me, Gilbert Anderson, and along with Victor. Uh, Victor, we're talking Nordic Council today. Um, as a mere proletarian person, what is the Nordic Council? Can you explain it to me in detail? Give me knowledge. <laughs> well, so uh, we, I mean, we have the, um, the basics down now about um, the history and I thought we maybe we could mention a little bit about the general sort of goal of the Nordic Council and the Nordic Council of Ministers. Uh, and it's it's all about um, promoting integration in the Nordic region. So uh, making sure that uh, laws are similar and they're, uh, you know, harmonizing law and um, promoting so that people are, can easily work, study uh, in the different countries. I mean that that sounds great. Uh, do you have any concrete examples of that? I know I know you like to go on your Wikipedia like deep dives. Do you have you found any like exquisite facts? Um, I mean, for for one thing, uh, you have the um, uh, the seed bank or the reservoir or whatever you want to call it in, oh, that, that's in Svalbard. An... Oh, okay, I've heard about that. Um, yeah, so it's it's basically just. Um, uh, the Nordic answer to the zombie apocalypse, you know, if the world <laughs> breaks down and uh, we uh, we don't have access to food, um, then that's the go-to, you know. So um, the Nordic councils have kind of came up, come up with this plan that uh, in eventuality, when the world ends, you know, at least Denmark has your back. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. Okay, um, well, that that sounds kind of tragic to me, but <laughs> do we have like, because um, I, I know that there are many areas where the Nordic countries have mutual interests. Like, um, I know we had uh, some difficulties communicating with the EU a while back because the EU wanted to implement minimum wage across the entire continent, um, which of course, can sound great, but it, it really clashes with the Nordic model, where it's, uh, of course, based upon negotiations with your employer um, in a much, much larger degree than the rest of the Western world, I would argue. Um, and so you ha really have a concrete use for um, the theoretical um, rhetoric that a lot of Nordic countries use uh, and communicating 
both alongside each other as well as the rest of the world. Um, of course, the cases such as like the seed bank can be a really concrete way of just like, okay, uh, we have some mutual interests that we really need to implement. Um, but I also think that there is a much bigger theoretical justification for the Nordic countries coming together. Yeah, and I mean, you mentioned one of the, the founding goals is to protect the social welfare model of the Nordic countries. Um, so very much so. It's not just about saving the world. It's also about saving the social welfare. <laughs> saving the social model. <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah, because the Nordic countries do, do have a lot in common, both uh, politically with uh, similar political ambitions, but we also do have like this shared culture heritage that we really like to touch upon just like at certain moments in time where we like need to come together as like the Nordic continent. Um, but of course, I think that this is one of the f very few ways actually that we really made it into a, um, a formalized institution. Okay, we'll be right back after this next music break. All right, welcome back. Um, that was Living Right by Daniel Miglossi as well as Baby Panna. I swear to God, these artists' names get harder to pronounce every single week. Uh, welcome back to Radio UF. You're listening at Studentradio Now, Victor, I would argue that there is a very relevant need for like these kinds of projects. Inter big international uh, constructive methods uh, of interchanging culture as well as work, economic tools, all, all that jazz, you know? Um, but the Nor there are Nordic perspectives on issues uh, that the world might have a difficult time understanding sometimes. Uh, like we talked briefly about the uh, EU initiative among min, uh, concerning minimum wage um, but it is also a question of like political culture uh, political culture yeah that's the word uh, as well as representation that other organizations simply can't really fulfill like there's not really a Nordic division of the United Nations for example um, there are certain interests concerning environmental policies as well as uh, work uh, and culture um, I, I saw some proposals by uh, individual politicians within the Nordic Council of like exchanging museum artifacts for example as a way of like promoting the like almost Nordic nationalism I would argue where we really like embrace this idea of we have something that a lot of countries really can't offer like we have our shared history of like Vikings and like Middle Ages that countries such as like France and England which really try to hammer home those like cultural bullet points really can't match in that regard um, and so I think that those kinds of uh, perspectives on what is actually quite a common issue like commons of like problems of culture and self-nation identity uh, I think that those are highly relevant uh, especially for the Nordic countries who often have like a shared interest um, but concerning the discussion of whether or not we need this kind of thing, and we were talking briefly a bit before about like comparisons to the NATO debate. Yeah, and uh, I mean, like with other international organizations, 
there there will always be these voices saying you know uh these organizations are outdated or uh, do we really need this organization in 2023 uh, and i think it really ignores just how um, dynamic these organizations are and they're constantly evolving they're not static yeah um i think it's interesting that you mentioned this cultural perspective in terms of because you always see this with the eu and nato that the members are so different yeah. can this really work yeah and then at the same time you have the nordic council which is sort of like a symbol for uh for globalization and international cooperation yeah where these uh far-right trends you know are actually like really yeah. interested in in the project of the nordic council yeah so <laughs> exactly because there's uh, this really quite a paradox where we have uh, parties growing parties within europe that say like hey no we we want less of these like international cooperations uh, we don't want any pressure from the outside world disturbing our interior politics uh, and yet like the nordic council seems to be like positively embraced by a lot of these other quiet right-wing forces um which for me is really interesting uh, and i think we'll get back to that uh, but right now i think we need to have a music break all right welcome back um you're listening at studentradio 98.9 and that was couldn't make it up by ben ha- howard uh, we are radio uf my name is gilbert anderson i'm here with victor where we're currently talking nordic council and all than that entails. <laughs> um, so, Victor, you were kind of uh, feeling like talking a bit more about the actual like impact of uh, the Nordic Council. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's sort of like interesting that the, um, so the current head of the the Nordic Council ministers um, she wrote a paper a while back where she said that it was the most expensive expensive Nordic. Uh, the most expensive coffee club in the Nordics, uh, and I just—it just speaks to, um, you know, it just makes me ask the question, you know, how how relevant is it if it's like yeah. a coffee club, you know? Yeah, um, and and this is the current head who said that previously. I yes, mean, that that's a bit embarrassing, you know, when they ask about that at the job interview. <laughs> um, I don't like. I I feel like there's definitely like relevance. Like as a Swede, I can feel that uh, there is like this cultural significance. Uh, but of course, you also have to kind of look at what and like purely empirical evidence. Like what has the Nordic Council actually achieved? Uh, and from what I read, it's a mere like advisory body. Yeah, but you have very concrete. Um achievements like you have the bridge between Denmark and Sweden yeah and uh, and the Nordic Council and Nordic Council ministers were instrumental in that uh, in making that bridge come about uh, you also have the pass union passport union yeah um, I mean right now there's discussion of uh, have like implementing a unified social security number for the whole Nordics which Ooh. would make working and studying yeah. and all of this a lot easier okay uh, so imagine you want to do like an internship in in uh, Norway or in Denmark. Um, yeah, especially since uh, Norway has a bit more complicated relationship with like the EU. Mm. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. so you have um, uh, you have things that are going out outside of the sort of EU context, mm. uh, which makes the Nordic Council still very much relevant. Yeah. Because, yeah. um, you know, I, I've heard about the Nordic Council, like as a Swede, uh, 
personally, but I haven't really taken a deep dive into it because I feel like the main purpose of the Nordic Council isn't to actually uh, uh, even come up with like propositions of what we uh, can do. Uh, I feel like it's more of a forum, you know, like it's a place for ministers to meet and kind of brainstorm ideas uh, that can then be actually like implemented. Um, but that brainstorming won't be really, really taken seriously unless somebody's actually listening as well. Um, so in the end, it still depends on like national government, governments to actually like embrace these ideas of making life uh, more, what's the word, making Nordic life more mutual, you know? Yeah, and I mean, we saw that with the COVID crisis, yeah. uh, how, like you said, it's it's very much up to the nation states and... Uh, you know, the Nordic Council was saying, like, we need to keep the borders open. We need to, you know, this is what we've been working um, towards. And then yeah. the nation states decided, nah, we're going to close <laughs> the borders because um, COVID. So, um, like you said, it's it's very much up to the, the individual countries in the end. Uh, and you can sort of discuss, you know, what what is this? Is it a forum? Is it a, um, you know trademark for the nordics to promote the nordic countries yeah. uh, is it a think tank you know <laughs> um i think it's very interesting like um because it to me it seems like a lot of things it's a uh, it's a lot of different labels that yeah. we can apply to the organization yeah. uh, we're gonna have to go for a bit of a break you'll be listening to i am the river by la oh god damn it i can never learn these things we'll be right back <laughs> all right uh, welcome back. Uh, you're listening at studentradio 98.9. That was I Am The River by Lail Nail. I'm sorry if I mispronounced that. Uh, you're listening uh, to Radio UF with me, Gilbert Anderson, as well as Victor over there, our senior expert. <laughs> uh, yeah, so we're talking Nordic Council. Um and I think the project overall has uh, consists of many smaller projects, one of which is uh, Vision 2030, which is a very cool name, you know, uh, which is a, uh, quote, social, green and competitive um, project for the Nordics. Um, its ambition is making the Nordic countries the most sustainable and integrated region in the world. Um, for me, I, I find this quite interesting uh, for a few perspectives uh first of all of like these are ambitious goals uh i like when we have institutions that like tries to achieve ambitious goals uh it's shows a bit more that uh nordic council isn't just a think tank it's just not we discussed like it's not just a coffee room break you know um but we also have this phenomenon which we also briefly touched upon is that uh, right-wing parties within uh, Europe, uh, but also Nordic countries are growing. They're becoming a bigger part of uh, domestic policymaking. Um, and they have this common variable in that a lot of them don't really like big international organizations telling domestic countries what to do. Um, like we're we're not going to touch on domestic politics too much because this is a foreign politics show. Uh, but here in Sweden, we have uh, the Swedish Democrats, which uh, are deeply upset about uh, questions and matters of EU law, uh, which are continuing to blossom up every now and again. Um, but the Nordic Council has this uh, 
has this kind of aesthetic where uh, it brings together Nordic countries. And Nordic countries, for a lot of like right-wing politicians around Europe, is like one big thing. There is this Nordic identity alongside the national identity. Uh, I'm not just like a Swedish person. I'm also a Nordic person, uh, which mostly stems from a lot of things. You know, we have um, a shared history together, but we also have similar policy-making structures uh, today. Um, and so there exists this extreme paradox of trying to, you know, uh, encapsulate uh, one's own country's ideals and ambitions, but also trying to uh, encourage uh, cooperation within this region specifically. Um, the Nordic con- countries also, the Nordic Council, I should say, uh, is also specializing within questions of uh, uh, environmental policies as well as like cultural uh, development, which is like extremely close to the matters of the heart for these right-wing parties and politicians. Um, so I don't know if you <laughs> read up on that uh, as much as I have, Victor, uh, but this is like prime, ex- prime like uh, tomfoolery uh, when I read it. Yeah, I mean, like you, you. If I'm the senior uh, expert, then you are the honorary <laughs> professor, you know. So um, I'm. I must say, I don't know as much on this topic as you do, uh, but. Um, <laughs> I think it's interesting that you sort of paint this picture of um, how actually things are working very well, yeah. considering considering that it's been called uh, the most expensive coffee club. <laughs> um, but I think one issue that we could add is um, that there's just this um, seems to be more of a convergence on issues uh, in the Nordics. Like you have migration where. Um, Sweden has been sort of the outlier, and uh, in this group, been more um generous yeah and it's sort of now becoming more like the other nordic countries so i think in the future you could have an organization that maybe deals with other issues just than the culture and the environmental issue yeah uh or the social um welfare side yeah um because we also talked about uh the interest in keeping like uh domestic policies domestic um we can talk a big game about like Nordic ambitions and uh, ideals, but um, domestic governments will, uh, in today's climate, most likely strive to keep uh, their domestic powers. There is very little interest in giving up uh, more powers to a. I would say for like many like Nordic citizens, this strange uh, organization that is not really a big part of everyday life. Uh, we're going to have to go for a music break. You're going to be listening to Hell No by Varas. Uh, that was Hell No by Varas. You're listening at Studentradio 98.9 and this is Radio UF with me, Gilbert Anderson, alongside Victor, senior expert, senior fellow, I think we came up with. Um, yeah, so uh, Victor, I'm a, bit, I'm a bit intrigued. Like, what, what are your like general feelings towards this project? I mean, um, I think in general, I'm just very positive to towards Nordic collaboration because I I have um, uh, one parent who's from Denmark and another who's from Sweden. So <laughs> <laughs> I think um, I might be a little bit biased. You're, on this. you're a project. Uh, you're, yeah, you're yeah, a result uh, of Nordic collaboration. Exactly. You know? I'm. I mean, if if I was against this, then I would just have an identity crisis. You know. So. Um, <laughs> 
Um, what about you? Uh, I mean, I, I, uh, I, I've been to Denmark once, <laughs> you know. Um, I don't know. I'm, I'm a big proponent of like these idealistic uh, coffee breaks, coffee break rooms, how elegantly we put it uh, before. I like us having a forum for us to discuss ideas and potential uh, results. Um, of course, I like also taking these, implementing these into action. Uh, but, you know, we do a forum politics show here uh, that I host. Uh, I don't think it's very surprising, you know, when I say that I like these kinds of uh, concepts. Um, of course, I also do think that uh, it being an advisory body, um, it only has the amount of power that politicians within each respective government wants it to have. Um, it doesn't really matter if it says that we should do this if no one's actually listening to uh, the experts that sit in, within this advisory body. Um, and I think that that goes for all like uh, intergovernmental projects. Um, there are very few uh, intergovernmental into governmental projects that have uh, actual authority uh, and can affect domestic issues, uh, the exception being the European Union, uh, which is an entirely different discussion, of course. Um, but I really like this. I think that uh, the Nordic countries have issues that we really have a lot of interests, joint interests that we can really contribute to together. Yeah, and I think uh, just having the body itself, um, because I think we have, you have outlined um, per, uh, like well how there is an interest mm. uh, for this in the Nordic countries, but I also think just having the organization uh, and the people working in the organization, they will be sort of socialized in in this organization, yeah. and um, and maybe think like more about the Nordic region's interest rather than just the individual state. Exactly. Uh, and I think it's important that we keep reminding ourselves like not to take the Nordic region for granted. Uh, <laughs> um, I, yeah, I get what you're tra trying to say. It's we laugh because it's funny to think of like the Nordic countries as underrepresented because uh, when you compare us to our size, I think we're actually very well represented. You know, we have an influential voice within the European Union, uh, and we're thought, often thought of as in very high regard uh, uh, within the international community. Um, but I do think that without um, Nordic representation, uh, suddenly there's like this geopolitical gap, you know, um, somebody needs to represent these ideas. And with that, uh, there is a music break. Uh, Let me in by Good. This is Student Radio 98.9, and that was Let me in by Gerd. Yeah, um, we're just running out today's episode that I think has been <laughs> very positive <laughs> towards uh, the Nordic Council. Um, I promise there's no like Danish person sitting in the studio here with us pointing a gun at us. <laughs> uh, it's, it's not happening. Uh, I, I think that UF is a as a whole is just a very like internationally positive uh, organization. Um, so if there's, <laughs> if you have any criticisms towards the show, just send us an email complaining. I don't really know. Uh, so far, there's been no complaints. Uh, yeah, Victor, closing thoughts? 
Um, well, I think that um, the Nordic Council we should maybe remind ourselves that it's in uh, it's in Copenhagen. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> that, just to explain why you why you said uh, that there might be some Danish person. Um, yeah. Um, no, but um, on a serious note, I think uh, the Nordic uh, Council and the Nor- Nordic Council ministers um, obviously have a lot of things that um, that they could do better, and um, there are a lot of talks about reforming the organizations. Um, but I think it's it's good that we are reminded what they actually do because I think <laughs> um, a lot of us, like me, me included don't really know what uh, what the organizations does uh, they should get some new pr people i think yeah i mean yeah. you ha- uh, uh, the eu has had a similar problem like i think the eu has gotten a lot better at communicating what they do yeah uh, and so i think um the nordic council does a lot of good things um they should just brag a bit more <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah basically like uh <laughs> yeah um yeah This has been Radio UF. Uh, We'll be back next week. The technical difficulties here at Student Audio seem to be over. Uh, So we'll be broadcasting every single Monday at 5 o'clock. Thank you for listening. This was Radio UF. Alla våra program hittar du på studentradion.com eller där poddar finns. Och kom ihåg att lyssna fritt är stort, att lyssna rätt är större.